Hello and a good day to you. Welcome to the study on prayer series episode 8. It has been quite a wonderful ride since the beginning of this year where we started the study notes on prayer. And um, today by the grace of God, we're going to take praying over your finances in the name of Jesus. Um, As believers in Christ, we must understand that we have the right to use the name of Jesus to pray concerning our finances. And this is something that we may already do. But um, there are certain ways, there are certain things, there are certain principles in prayer, as we have seen over the past two months, that needs to be used when we want to get certain results. We must understand that there are different kinds of prayers and there are different principles for each kind of prayers. So when it comes to the prayer of finances, we must understand that um, certain principles are being engaged in order for us to experience financial freedom. What the scripture says is, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. It says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat of the good of the land. So, as children of God, prosperity is ours. We believe this firmly in the school of prosperity and influence. Prosperity is ours. But we also know that prosperity is a question of willingness and obedience. Because after we've been transformed into the kingdom of our dear, of our Lord Jesus, after we've been transformed into the kingdom of God, we are living in a different land. And so, if we are going to eat of the good of this kingdom of God, we have to be willing and obedient. So, prayer or praying in the name of Jesus over your finances comes after you have shown willingness and obedience. To the principles and the commandments of God concerning financial prosperity. And the two major, should I say two or three major principles for finances in the kingdom of God is first the principle of giving. Give and it shall be given unto you. Every man that fails to give, pay attention now, every man that fails to give cannot receive bountifully. Now, the thing about giving is that it creates an opportunity for you to be able to receive. So every time you grieve, a process of receiving has started. This is a principle that we must uh, understand that we operate whether we like it or not. You earn your salary because you give your energy and your expertise. Everything that you receive must be because you have given. So if you want to receive more, you should give more. That is the first principle. Another principle that is very important is the principle of sowing. I would like to reiterate here that giving can only bring about returns. The promise that comes back with giving is that you will have good mail pressed down, shaking together, running over. That is the return on giving. But the return on sowing is bigger. 
So giving can give you addition in return, but sowing leads to multiplication. And of course, another very important principle is tithing. So we want to understand, want to believe, we are going to be assuming today that you already engage these principles and you are faithful to them. If you are not faithful to them, you are not obedient, even though you may be willing. If you are willing and obedient, you will heed the good of the land. So this principle I'm about to show us, praying in the name of Jesus over our finances, will only work for you if you are willing and obedient. Let us settle that now. Now, once we have settled that, we must understand that before we pray over our finances in the name of Jesus, our expectations must be clear and must align with the word of God. Our expectations, our prayers, the the, the hearts, the acts, the things we say, even in the prayer, must align with the word of God. If we, if they do not align with the word of God, we cannot get the results we want. A good number of times we pray to God, asking God to send us money. A good number of times we pray to God when we need money to, to settle a particular issue. And we begin to say, Father, we need this money, send it to us. I would like us to understand that God does not print money. Even if heavens are going to be opened, Nera will not fall down. Dollars will not fall down. God will not send money from heaven. It is important that we, we lay emphasis on this. No matter how hard you pray, this must be in your consciousness so that you don't have wrong expectations that God will not send money from heaven. We see in the case of Israel when they experienced severe famine that uh, God sent the prophet to the king. They were having a severe famine and the prophet told the king that by this time tomorrow, by this time tomorrow, we are going to be selling, you know, foodstuffs at very cheap price. The economist of the time could not understand it. He said, even if God, you know, opens the windows of heaven shall this thing be possible and we will see that it was possible but god did not send resources from heaven even when apostle peter needed money the lord jesus told apostle peter to go into the sea to cast his fish his net into the water he says the first fish you catch open the mouth you will find money Am I saying there is no miracle money? Yes, there is miracle money. But when we say miracle money, we do not mean that God sent money from heaven. All of the resources that you need, all of the money that you need, is already here on earth. God, I've said again, I'll say it again. God does not print money, only central bank prints money. Only central banks print money. All of the resources that you need, all of the monies that you need is already here on this earth. Is already here. 
Praise God. We must understand this. Agai chapter 2 verse 8. Praise God. Agai chapter 2 verse 8. It says, the sil- this is God speaking here. He said, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. One thing we must understand is that one of the titles of God is Lord. Before he gave it to the Lord Jesus. That title of Lord means he's the owner of all things. And God says here in his word that the silver is mine. The gold is mine. The dollars is mine. The petroleum is mine. The naira is mine. The resources is mine. Psalm 50 verse 10 even went forward. God was speaking clearly in Psalm 50 verse 10 here. He says, every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle upon a thousand hills. So all the resources that God has put in this land is his. So you must understand, all of the resources you need to get anything done on earth is already on earth here. It is not going to come from heaven. So if it is not with you, praise God, if it is not with you, it is because you are yet to have it. You are yet to claim it. You are yet to possess it. We must understand this and be clear about it. That all of the resources you need belongs to God. One, that all of the resources that you need and all the resources on this earth belongs to God. Every man is merely a custodian. Every man, including the richest men, whatever you call them, they are merely custodians. They will not take it to heaven when they die. Now, if they are merely custodians and everything belongs to God, are you with me now? If everything indeed belongs to God, so all of the resources that you need are on this earth. Hold on to these two things. Now, if all the resources you need are on this earth, you must understand that you have a share that belongs to you. Like I said earlier, one of the one of the titles that belonged to God was Lord. And God gave this title to the Lord Jesus. After he completed his assignment. And by being Lord, the Lord Jesus became the new owner of all things. Pay attention now. The Lord Jesus became the what? The new owner of all things. Now, as many that has believed the Lord Jesus, okay, they became partakers of this inheritance. This is what Galatians chapter 3 and verse 28 and 29 was talking about. This is the same thing that Colossians chapter 1 verse 12 is talking about. It says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance. So the inheritance of the saints in light is this world, okay? The inheritance of the saints is in light. So the inheritance of the saints in light is not just, um, is not just in heaven. 
it is also on this earth. The inheritance of the saints in light that the scripture talks about is a portion of the resources that are that belong to God and now belong to the Lord Jesus that are on this earth, and you can claim yours. In fact, God has given unto you. Psalm 115, verse 16. We must understand this. Psalm 115, verse 16. Don't forget, we are still talking about praying in the name of Jesus. Psalm 115, verse 16. It says, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. The heart has he given to the children of men. So, God has called you into an inheritance. You must understand. So, you should please don't disturb God over your finances any longer. Don't disturb God over the resources that you need any longer. Don't sit down, pray, and wait for God to send the resources to you. This is why. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to living and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. God cannot lie. The word of God says that you have received all things that pertain to living. When we talk about all things that pertain to living, we mean all the resources that you need to live on this earth. And so, when we talk to things that pertain to godliness, we mean all of the abilities you need to be able to perform like God on this earth. So, all of the material resources you need, God has given. All of the spiritual empowerments you need, God has given. So, usually God is surprised when we now go to him and begin to ask him again for all that he has given us. You must understand this. So, note this. If you are a believer in Christ, you've given your life to Christ, you are a son of God, you have an inheritance. A portion of of the resources on this earth belongs to you. And nobody can take your portion. So if your portion is not with you, you must understand that it is the, the only thing that can be blocking your portion is the devil. If the portion is not with you, the only obstacle to you receiving it is Satan. So if you are willing and obedient, and that is you stop cooperating with Satan, you can possess your possessions. Praise God. We must understand this. God has kept all of the resources on the thousand hills. He has kept it on this side. He didn't keep it for Satan. He kept it for you. In fact, he gave you the head to be fruitful, to dominate, to subdue. It is now up to you to take authority over the head's vast resources. The head has vast resources. Resources that can be used to create more resources. That is why I believe in abundance. Resources that can be used to create more resources, they are already on this earth. They are not in heaven. 
And so if you're going to use them on this that you must come to the understanding that there's only one person blocking you from accessing these resources that belong to you. You have a share, okay? There is a share for you in all of the resources of this earth. And nobody can take your share except you refuse to take it. I can't take your share, you can't take my share. So if you are going to now experience your share or you want a particular amount of money, you must understand that you are not cheating. You must understand that you are not asking for the impossible. You must understand that you are not asking for miracle money. You are asking for a portion of your inheritance that already exists here on earth. It may be in the hand of custodians, it may be with the devil, the devil might be blocking it. Are, are you with me now? It may be anywhere. But you can possess it. So what do you do to bring your finances up to grip? What do you do to bring the money that you need? What do you do? How do you pray over your finances in the name of Jesus? It is simple. So if indeed you have them, you have received them, you have an inheritance, the only person that can be giving you issue is Satan. And because he knows that you did not know. So now that you know, you can bind Satan over your finances. You can tell Satan, take your hands off my finances in the name of Jesus. I possess a so, so, so amount. This is what is called possessing your possessions. So now you understand that the only person blocking your access from your resources that belongs to you is Satan. So you can pray in the name of Jesus and command Satan to take his hands off your finances. You can bind Satan over your finances. So when we want to pray to God over our finances, let's say you need money regarding a particular thing. So what you need to do when you go on your knees is to pray in the name of Jesus and bind Satan or command Satan to take your hands, to take his hands now, off your finances in the name of Jesus and claim a particular amount that you need. So this is the resources that I need for this sort of thing. Let's say that I need a million naira for a particular project, okay? And so, because I know that all of the resources that I need that pertains to living are on this earth. So what I need to do is to go on my knees and pray in the name of Jesus and bind Satan over my finances. And so, and now claim the one million naira within so so period of time and stand on the word of God and relax. Now, this is the first step you take when you are praying regarding your finances in the name of Jesus. Once you are taking this step, the second step you must take is to command ministry spirits, that is angels, is to command the angels of the Lord to cause them to come. Because if you bind Satan over your finances, okay, and you refuse to bring the money to you in the physical, you might not be able to spend it. What the scripture says is if you are willing and obedient. So yes, you can send the angels of the Lord and on the hand to get you resources. In fact, we need to understand. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. He says, are they not all ministry spirits? Talking about angels. So in the name of Jesus, you can ask angels, the angels of the Lord, to cause the resources to come to you. 
This is the second step. So don't forget, when you want to pray about your finances in the name of Jesus, the first step is to bind Satan over your finances. The second step is to claim the particular amount you need. Second step. The third step is to command the ministry spirits to go forth and cause this money, these resources to come to you in the name of Jesus. Now, the fourth step is to continue to thank God because you have received even before you, even before the money comes to you. And if you are able to perform these four steps when you want to pray regarding your finances in the name of Jesus, you will see that the resources will continue to come. The resources will continue to come. The resources you need are on this earth. The only obstacle to experiencing those resources is Satan. Bind Satan. Claim your resources. Command ministry spirit to cause them to come. Take authority over the earth resources. That's what it means. And continually thank God. And you will have your results. I trust you've been blessed with this episode. If you have been blessed, and this is an open challenge for you. In the name of Jesus, you can begin to try this now and begin to get results. Now, it is not something that you can wait till next year before you start experiencing. You can begin to try it now and get results. I want to hear your testimonies when you try them and get results. You can send them to us at the School of Prosperity and Influence, or you can reach out to me through my podcast. I want to hear your testimonies. God bless you, even as you share this episode with other people. Have a wonderful time.